It is Monday, February 14th, 2022, and I am sitting at my beautiful kitchen counter, letting the sunshine come in, sitting quietly, house is quiet, that's unusual, sipping my favorite beverage, hot steaming coffee with some frothed milk in my favorite mug, which happens to be uh, completely appropriate for the day, Valentine's Day. A handcrafted mug with an anatomical heart etched into it. It says, um, profanity alert here for those of you who are sensitive to that kind of thing, I fucking love you. One of my favorite people in the world gave me this mug and I thoroughly enjoy sipping my coffee out of it, especially today. And although I do not prescribe to the made-up value of Valentine's Day per se, I do love a good celebration. And today we are celebrating not only the launch of episode one of the Embodied Business Inspired Brain podcast with myself, Chantel Lopez, and my wonderful, brilliant co-creator, Ann Bishop, but we're also celebrating this moment of embarking on a new journey and exploration, sharing with you all our collective 40 plus years of experience in the health and wellness field as educators, educational designers, business coaches and mentors, authors, researchers, international presenters, all kinds of good yummy stuff that influence our desire to share this work with you. In episode one, it's a little unusual. These first four episodes, we are streaming live to our community. So you'll also be able to catch the video version of these episodes on our YouTube channel. But in episode one, we really dive into the why of this podcast, why we care, why you might care, why it makes an impact and a difference to build a business from an embodied and inspired perspective. And really what that comes down to is that there is no reason that the work that you do and the way you make money can't be a genuine, thoughtful, value aligned expression of who you are at your core. Now, this is not only based on experience and story and anecdotes, but this work is data driven, research driven, science driven. What you'll discover about Anne and I and the work that we do is we are dedicated to the brass tacks, nitty gritty of, of cultivating businesses and work that is not only inspired from a heart and soul perspective, but supported by the science and research of the time. And it influences not only how we manage ourselves in relationship to our world, but to our work and how we take care of ourselves, how we build our teams, how we market, how we coach, how we mentor. It's quite an exciting journey, and we are celebrating you being here with us, sending you lots of love, and we hope that you enjoy the path forward with us. We hope that you are curious. We hope that you get pushed. We hope that you get uncomfortable. We hope that you participate and that what you hear on the podcast makes you stretch yourself into a place of greater fulfillment and joy in everything that you do. Without further ado, episode one of the Embodied Business Inspired Brain podcast. Episode one, take two of the Embodied Business Inspired Brain podcast. 
And we are streaming live into our amazing Facebook group. It's a little unusual, um, but we're excited to be here with you all specifically because we wanted to honor the community that we have and the community that we have come from, which is the health and wellness community and a community of incredibly driven and brilliant and dedicated movement educators, physical therapists, occupational therapists, massage therapists, dance teachers, creative people, business builders. And so we're really excited to be here and to be together. And although, as I was saying in take one, it feels a little bit strange to be introducing ourselves, but I think for the greater world who is listening in the future and our new audience members, I will say I am Chantel Lopez, and I am the co-creator of the Pilates Master's Program with my beautiful, brilliant colleague, Ann Bishop, who is, as I said before, (laughs) but I don't mind saying it again, one of the people that I honestly respect more than anybody else in the world. And I am really excited to be in train into this new phase of our work together. And it, it, it really is something special because it is the jumping off point for expanding our 40 plus years of experience in educating, developing education, developing businesses, mentoring, coaching, authoring, researching, presenting, but bringing it into a slightly different shape. And so what what are, how are you feeling, Anne, about all of this? <laughs> oh, well, I'm to be totally frank with everyone. I'm feeling I'm feeling like I really have beginner's mind right now. So this is the first time that I have co-created a podcast and the first time that I have ever hosted a podcast. And so I've definitely been um I've been on podcasts before, but a lot of times I'll tell, um, I'll share with the people I'm working with, like, oh, you know, embrace beginner's mind. Like, it's okay to learn something new. Um, and then it's really interesting to say that to someone and then to experience it yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I had that when I'm definitely I, feeling that in my body. Yeah, yeah. We were doing some nervous system work before we did take one, um, some deep breathing and some some winning and some shoulder shrugging and some sighing. And um, yeah, it's a little bit, it is a little bit nerve wracking. Here's, here's how I'm feeling. I'm feeling like, you know, if you've ever gone on a, on a big trip and for me, it's like maybe a backpacking or a camping trip or some kind of, you know, adventure thing like that, where you spend weeks and maybe even months planning and packing. And then you like get there and then you have to carry your pack to the trailhead. It's like the the place where you, I had this experience when I hiked the Narrows at Zion. It's like you, you get nervous and you figure it out and you learn all the things and you get all the, you know, you gather all your stuff and then you get to Zion and then you have to get up the next morning at like 3 a.m. and then you have to drive to the mouth of the Narrows and then you gather all your stuff and then you're standing as the sun comes up at the mouth of the Narrows and you know that it's going to be this powerful, beautiful experience, but you can't see it. 
right? You can't see beyond like the first turn. I feel like that's where we're at right now. We're standing at like the trailhead and it's been a lot of work, honestly, good work, sometimes painful work to get here. And what is ahead of us is something that is both um, mysterious and um, enticing and also uh, maybe a little bit scary. So, yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I love that too, because I feel like not knowing what's coming up, you know, sometimes when you're an adult, you don't let yourself experience that very often, yeah. right? You like to know what's coming up. You want to know it's around the corner. You're used to it. Um, you know, you can drive without paying attention, you know, like, you know how to ride, drive your car. You don't have to, you know, you can listen to a podcast while you're driving your car, right? Yeah. Um, it's just that it's it's not as normal within um, an adult mind to really put ourselves into a new situation. But every time I have, um, and I know every time when I see others step into new situations, I just get the results are, are phenomenal and exciting. Yes. And so, you don't know what's going to happen. Right. So that's a little foreshadowing, I feel like, because I think really what you're talking about is the inspired brain. Like that's the moment, right? Where you allow yourself to be pushed to what we sometimes can think of or talk about as your growth edge, right? And, and, but it's, it is, it is exciting and it is exhilarating. And yet there's a little bit of fear in that, right? That's like from a nervous system perspective, what keeps us uh, attentive, right? We're not, we're neither mm. fleeing, we're not becoming apathetic, we are, um, we're not like defensive, but we're alert. There's tone in that. And for me, that's the, that's the equivalent to like the inspired brain of, of feeling open and, and ready to experience, but also feeling really heightened. Like there's just a lot of tone, um, not only in my body, but also my, my, like my mind, right. My brain, I'm ready. And so I, I would like to offer an invitation for all of those of you who are listening, whenever you're listening and wherever you are in the world to enter into this conversation with us from that perspective of like standing, standing at the edge of something exciting and, and kind of unknown, like you don't really know what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> you may not really know why we're here. But in this first episode, we want to not only share with you our own drive and desire for doing this work and the evolution of this work, um, but, but we want to share with you a little bit more of what to expect from us in this work. And again, we really want to honor our roots and where we've come from in this long, long history as business builders and entrepreneurs and educators from a body-based and brain-based perspective, it has been a phenomenal journey. And first and foremost, for those of you in the health and wellness industry, we are speaking to you. We are here for you. And for those of you who are creative builders, leaders, organizational developers, um, solopreneurs, 
whether you have a brick and mortar, an online business, a hybrid business, whether you're just starting out or you've been creating and and or desiring to create for a long time, this is an opportunity to do things differently. And that's the thing that's really exciting to me is no matter what your skill or expertise or experience level, this podcast is in support of you doing your work and your life differently. And I want to share more about that, but um, we wanted to kind of like call out the elephant in the room and say, well, what the hell does embodied mean? And especially what does embodied business mean? Because embodied and embodiment these days is a feel like it's become kind of a slang term. Like people use it very haphazardly. We maybe don't really know what it means. Does it really mean one thing? And then particularly when you combine the word embodied with business, then we're in really confusing territory. Like what does that mean? Because we are mostly nurtured to believe that our business and our personal selves are meant to be separate. Just like, and I'm going to let Anne speak to this because I know she can do that really beautifully, how the mind and the body are different, which is a fallacy, right? They're not, they're connected. They're, they are deeply and inseparably <laughs> intertwined. And so we want to really dig into this with you because we want you to be pleasantly surprised all the time, but we also want you to like be on the same train with us and at least know what you're getting into. So what is what does it mean to you? And let's talk about embodiment and and embodied business. What the hell is that all about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of it is that it's almost it, on first the first time you hear embodied business, you're like, well, do those words even go together? Mm-hmm. And the the point actually, um, the origin of the name really comes from, there is a perspective that those are very separate things like body and mind or body and brain, like they're separate, mm-hmm. right? Um, but the truth is, is that, and what I desire for not only for any creative business owner, whether you come from an embodiment practice field or whether you're coming um, from business without that, but have a connection or desire to discover more of the body-based field is that when you connect the two, you're much better able to live and make decisions about your business and your life that are not so forceful and pushed and that and so like work isn't literally making you sick yes. <laughs> is one big example. I mean, how many times as I'm entering into my middle age, as I'm entering into the over 40 time, it's like, I remember always hearing about people saying, well, yeah, you know, like, or I would, the clients that would come to me, like their work would make them sick even. And I had many entrepreneurs work with me over the years. Um, but the long hours of sitting or, um, you know, or, or, or there was stress at their work or there was, um, you know, politics at their work, right. That would really pull and drag them down. And I feel like another piece of this puzzle is this thought, like, 
I was certainly brought up with the belief that, yeah, you had a you had a line between your business and your personal. And I really tried to operate that way for a very long time. And so like, and when I think of my personal, I'm also talking about that sense of embodiment, right? Like those two are separated when they are that separated. If you're a worker bee like Chantel or I, and probably many of you, you will just work, right? And you won't maybe sense and notice those senses that are coming up through your body. Or you just refuse um, to acknowledge them because they're they're not connected, <laughs> right? They're not connected to, mm-hmm. to what, what you're experiencing at work. There's something different. And as many people who are not in the embodiment industry, they think, well, you must be so embodied about your work and you must be so connected to your work. <laughs> and it's like, you know, the plumber with the leaky faucet at home. It's like, actually, no, <laughs> running a small studio can be really challenging and a lot of work. And I had to kind of like push my tiredness down mm-hmm. because I thought that that was just the way it was. Yeah. And, oh, you have to pay your dues. That's right. And I feel like um, I have a stepdaughter who's uh, 21, soon to be 22, and her generation and the information that she shares with me is just so powerful. Like, you know, they're not stepping into that. (laughs) You know, it's more coming from a place of, you know, overwork and what's the point of that. And I think, too, uh, people within younger generations have a very different viewpoint of the world and like how do you even climb the ladder to success right because the disparity between the economics within our world is like it's so great right not since the 20s has the difference between people with a lot great money and 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 not a lot of money has been so great so the inequality is very great right and it's important that we when you are more in tune with your body and what it's telling you. And for those of you in the embody based business, it doesn't mean like, oh, I can see in this video right now, my shoulders up. <laughs> like, I'm not talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm talking about people. Yeah. We're, we're not talking about biomechanics. We're talking more about like, what's the feeling inside of you that while you're performing your business, and we, and that's a, on the brain perspective, that's a, those are completely different networks. So the networks in our brain that are responsible for movement sensation are um, located within our parietal lobes, but the sensations that we feel that are more intuitive based, that are more nervous system based, yes, they're coming up through our body through the vagus nerve, but if they're not passing through the vagus nerve, we're also interpreting those signals within our insula. Right. And so we want to practice sensing different parts. And just because you're good at embody-based practices, which are probably really exercising a very different part of your brain, does not necessarily mean you're good at feeling the intuitive parts of you that are going to support you in building your business and building your life. Because as entrepreneurs and creatives, there's not a separation. Um, yeah, and it, there are boundaries. <laughs> I do want to say that, but you are you are working your your business and your life. So. Yeah, well, isn't it, isn't this away. interesting? Because I think this is really important, and it is as as most things to me. I I can't help it. Like reflective of the way the nervous system functions healthfully, um, and what you will learn about Anne and I is that we are really smart and really geeky. 
And so we're going to be throwing out all kinds of, of stuff that over time you will get to understand. But there is a there is a lack of translating between the two systems. That's what I see as the problem. It's like, it's not dualistic, right? It's not binary. It, it is, the goal is for fullness of an experience, a life experience, a human experience that includes your work, how you create, how you build, how you put yourself in the, in the world to be of service, whether that's to service of yourself or some or other people when you're working for somebody else um, is is that these things are not separate we we want to support ourselves and you in harmonizing these pieces so that they are not separate and that really is the problem it's the problem with business and personal like we keep them separate because we honestly most of us don't have the tools to blend them skillfully. And we see this all the time. And it is very simply a lack of skill, which starts with awareness, right? We have to call it out. We have to name it. We have to then define it and determine how flexible the definition is and, and what definition works for us. But embodied brain or embodied business is like, Let's take these two things and let's figure out how they communicate with each other. Like, let's figure out how the different parts of the brain, even though they're processing different bits of information, how do we cognizantly, on purpose, interpret these different signals so that we can have the fullest, richest experience possible? And to me, that's the crux, right? It's like, Let's take these things that are held separately, defined differently, uh, and figure out how they support one, in, one another. And ultimately, that's the fullness or wholeness of an experience is what I want. It is what I have mm-hmm. always wanted. When I, I was a journalist for several years out of college of a degree in creative writing and journalism, and but most of my, I, and I always wanted to be a writer and I am still a writer, but I am not a journalist in the formal sense any longer. But I was also always a mover, always driven by a body experience. And my life was the worst when I was only living in one of those places. Oh my goodness. Yes. Always. <laughs> but I learned how to live in both places. I am highly analytical and intellectual and opinionated, as you'll discover. But I am also highly visceral. I am really tuned in and sometimes overly sensitive to my body experience. But it is in that place where I have learned to navigate what each of these aspects of myself are telling me and some need to be turned up and some need to be turned down. Depends on the day. But when they're, when they're talking to each other and there's an alignment, there's a discussion, there's a conversation, there's reciprocity, then I am at my best. I am most fulfilled. I am achieving the greatest financial rewards. I am not tired. I am energized right? The, yes. I'm not depleted. I'm, 
filled. And so for me, embodied business is like, how do I create and nurture uh, my work to be as fully connected to the rest of my human experience as possible? Because it is from that place that I gain the highest reward. And that's one of the conversations we're going to be continuing to have in every episode. It will be a theme of, of some variation of looking at how do we understand the way the, the brain works? How does the body work? How does the nervous system work? And then how do we build businesses very strategically, right, to, to reflect the wholeness of our desires to serve, to build, to create, to offer, whether that's for profit or not for profit, for social justice, for any any means, for our families. I don't. Uh, I want to talk more about in, what does it mean? Still embodied. What does it mean? So so Anne, what do you? What is the experience? Like, how did you know? Like, how do you know when you're embodied or not? Mm, I love that. So I think a lot of it is a sense of trust. Yes. Um, I feel like many of us can say, I know X, Y, or Z intellectually, but I don't feel it. Right? And it's that lack of feeling, I feel like, and that feeling is an embodied sense And so one of the deep questions that we, we ask and that we pose to many of our, the, um, to, to, to people that we sometimes work with is how does, how do, what is your business asking of you today? Right. And, or what does your business need from you today? And that's rooted in the fact that your business is something that you can trust. And I feel like for many of us who have worked in the embodiment field and built businesses within that field or health and wellness, the models are, are structured in such a way where you feel like you're pushing your business all the time up a very heavy hill. Mm-hmm. And, and the business has a sense of weight and heaviness and responsibility and and separateness um yes yes and so there's this desire um in this sense of trust with embodiment that but a lot of times how do we trust something we trust something because we've had repeated events of success right whatever it is however when within business many times you're asking to create something or do something with no proof that it's going to work so that there is no repeat of trust (laughs) or your business has been operating in a way where you, where you haven't been able to trust it for various reasons, whether it's team members, not having structures and systems in place, marketing or sales are not strong enough, or there's no clarity around any of that or some of that, or some pieces are missing, but we, for us to continue to foster creativity, we, 
we need to step into this place of inspiration, which is the inspired brain piece. But coming back to the, the embodied business pieces, like we really want to two things, a use the strength and intuition that our body gives us Mm -hmm. to support us in making decisions about our business, instead of saying that's something separate Mm -hmm. and I will not lean on that. And then additionally, the, the embodiment of the business comes from that sense of, of, of feeling the business and ultimately trusting it. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking about this idea of embodiment the other day in a, um, a, a video that I made and it's interesting how many ways we can kind of slice it, right? One of my favorite definitions of embodiment was by um, a woman who's located out of uh, Colorado. Her name is Susan Apotion. And she um, has been in the somatic psychology field for her entire life. And she's written many books. And we had her on my previous podcast, the Thinking Pilates podcast. And she said, it's like animals don't stop themselves from experiencing their bodies. They don't withhold or hold back their bodily functions was her example. And she said, a coyote never doesn't fart. Like a coyote doesn't try to hold in their fart. Like they do, they would never think of that, right? But the more we withhold and suppress parts of ourselves, the less embodied we are. And she was talking about bringing every cell to life. Like, how do you bring every cell to your experience? And building your business, what what could be more valuable or exciting or important is building, whether you're doing like, you know, good good humanitarian work or you're building something some plastic tchotchke that's going to help a bunch of people, right? Like how do you bring every cell to life in the experience? And one of the topics we're going to be talking about, because so many of the entrepreneurs in our foundational community are women, and Anne and I are really committed to supporting women, is that there, this is how I experience a lack of embodiment as a like, matter of perspective. When I say yes, because I want to be perceived as nice or agreeable, but really in my gut, I don't want to, I, I maybe am feeling disrespected or I don't, I feel ill at ease, or I feel like it's not really a decision I would make, but I'm going to go ahead and acquiesce at least for now, because I don't want to be perceived as disagreeable or I don't want to rock the boat or I want to give the person the benefit of the doubt, even though I've given them the benefit of the doubt five and, you know, six times. To me, that is a lack of embodiment. That is a lack of listening. I'm withholding my fart and I don't want to. (laughs) You know, it's like, because you don't want to fart in public. I don't know. It's a funny analogy, but, but it makes a lot of sense. Right. So how are you holding back 
the the truth of your experience or your values or suppressing who you are because it doesn't fit what is expected. This is just one way in which I have experienced and I witness in other people a lack of embodiment. It's like a lack of willingness to acknowledge and then act from some deeper truth. And I think part of it is because we're told that we can't, you can't trust that. And I think we're told, we're told a lot of different things are kind of strong opinions about both of these things. Like trust your gut, trust your gut, trust your gut, lead with your heart. It's like, well, sometimes it's not really your gut or your heart that's telling you that it's something else. And, and for me, this is the work is like, how do we become discerning? How do we take what we think and what we feel and, and bring them together so that they're in alignment? And when we build from that place, it is mm, better. So, yeah, go ahead. Um, I want to hear it. No, I just love everything you were sharing there. And I feel like another sense of disembodiment is like separating your business from your life. Because as a creative and an entrepreneur, your creativity is tied into your business. Yeah. (laughs) Right? And so that's a huge place where, because I felt, like I said, I, f- I think you did not stay in this paradigm for a long time, but I did, where I, everything se- separate, business, personal life separate. And when I started to really embrace the whole of me, um, that was really powerful and definitely, I think, led to my embodied experience just within my body. A lot of times when I was not working of just a much greater sense of ease. Mm -hmm. And I would add too, like for those of you in our community who are caretakers in your family, um, which tend to be women, that sense of like, well, I'm going to separate the fact that I am a caretaker, either of children or elderly parents or a dog or a cat from my business. And that those, those things are separate. They're, they're not, they're part of your life. They're the whole of you. And so one of the things that Chantel and I are incredibly passionate about is this concept of if you're building a business, how can that design and build of that business be a beacon to others to show like you can have a business and a life that support each other Mm -hmm. and that you're not ignoring the signals from your body. Or if you have young children or elderly parents whose bodies you're taking care of, you're not even ignoring their bodily signals mm-hmm. for the sake of your of your business and your creativity and your body. And so how how can we blend those together? And I think anytime we can do that, um, again, I think it's it's a way to show our society that there's a a, a better way than this either or black or white dichotomy way of being. And so I think that that really brings back into this, this sense of what is embodied business. Yeah. And then, um, I want to, I want to, I want to put you up on a little bit of of pedestal. Don't hate me, but, (laughs) um, Anne is one of the things that I think is so 
great about our partnership and about the work that we do together is that there is this incredibly rich and strong background in science and research and and data. And so for those of you who are listening who are feeling a little bit like well where's the where's the nuts and bolts where's the nitty gritty like how do I how do I apply what sometimes I know I think of like how do I apply the woo right which is a little bit derogatory but it's what we're really interested in is the blend of trusting, learning. It's a practice. I'll be really clear. You don't just start trusting. Like you have to practice trusting yourself and your business. And the reason we titled episode one, what is your business asking of you and why aren't you listening is because it is an entry point to practicing, listening, and trusting your business. But What's really cool is so much of this starts in the brain and so much of what Anne and I do, how we build our businesses and what we teach other people to do to build their businesses is based in really effective strategy based in research and data-driven. And so I would love, and let's talk a little bit about inspired brain. And and to me, you have like kind of a really cool origin story of how you moved into learning about the brain and, and why you wanted to do that. And then how it has made an impact on the work that you've been doing for 20 plus years. All right. Well, uh, I began teaching Pilates in 2001 and then was trained formally in 2002. I was originally trained through an apprenticeship. I was trained in Toronto, Canada, which was really quite fun to be up there in the summer. Um, about I had, a, I had a mentor for many years, a Pilates mentor. Um, she has now developed um, some work called Mindful Spine. And during that time, she was training me and she was working with some synchronized swimmers uh, for the 2008 Beijing Olympics. And so I stopped working my usual clients that week and I came with her and I trained um, these two women who, who went on to compete. And while we were teaching them the work of mindful spine, my mentor kept sharing with me, you know, it's really in the brain. It's really your brain that's controlling your body. It, it, that, that's where it's happening. And now I think that's very common. We, we all know in that, but in 08, it was a little, wasn't as, as common to hear that. And so I was very intrigued and this was early internet days. So I started Googling mind, brain or mind, yeah, mind, brain movement. And I, I came across a, um, a master's program at Harvard called mind, brain and education. And so in 2010, um, I, I applied and I got in and I very rarely looked at my iPhone ever while teaching. I mean, you just don't, but on the day that I was getting the email, 
<laughs> I was looking at it. And I remember the moment I got that email, like once the client was done, I just like ran up and down my hallway where I worked. And um, my next client came and she's like, you got in. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but um, that was a big thing for me because when I was younger, I had been, I had desired to go to more of um, a bat backy school. I'm, I'm located in California and I, I was denied. I didn't get in. Um, and so I think it, it was, it was kind of painful to not, to not get in at 18 and feel like, um, you know, I wasn't smart enough. I didn't test well enough. Um, and the only reason I went back there and went is I went, I went and visited the campus and met with some of the advisors and through that experience of being there and feeling embodied Mm -hmm. on the campus. I was like, oh, I can totally do this. It's I've been out of school for a while. This is going to be a little rough, but it's going to be challenging, but it'll be great. And so um, my express intent of going there was to find brain research and how can it apply to movement practice. And so when I was there, I was developing curriculum and a business plan for a business uh, called Body Brain Connect, which um, is is which is no longer um in existence at this point. But I, at that point, I was developing lots and lots of courses around specifically what brain research can we apply to movement learning specifically within the embodiment industry. Um, and that was just a wonderful experience um, to learn and share. And it opened up um, many doors um, and it, it changed really how I thought about our industry as a whole about, well, I'm an educator. I just happen to teach Pilates, right? And because I see movement as really sort of the entry point, as particularly mindful movement for people not only getting um, more in touch with themselves physically, but more in touch with themselves as a whole person. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, (laughs) And, and as time has gone on and research has gone on, more research has begun and come from emotions um, and movement and things like that. Back in 2010, when I was there, it was really, there wasn't a lot out there. Um, but now there's been a lot more coming out. And so I really like to blend. And, and I think I, I get so excited when I can blend the, the brain research, when I can blend the, the movement. And then I've also had, always had an entrepreneurial spirit. So while I was there, I took a class called Founders uh, Dilemma at Harvard Business School, which really speaks to this sense of, you know, what does it mean to start a business um, and how do you scale from there? But it's always been challenging me. How the heck do I bring those three different things into something? <laughs> um and it's this concept of like transdisciplinary. So when you when you bring different ideas together, they can be interdisciplinary. But when the two different ideas form a new discipline, there's a sense of transdisciplinary. And so that has always been something that I I, I get excited at those growth edges. And so I feel like this podcast is really going to be, um, and I know I'm not the only one many of us in this industry and many within the business industry are really interested in the intersection. Yes. 
of all of that and what happens. And you get so many new ideas and you get so much more inspiration when dis what you think are really disparate ideas become intersected. Yes. Um, and I'm just, I'm very excited as you continue to listen and learn how many ideas you're going to get and how many ideas are going to pop for you. So, yeah, because it's interesting. I know something that you and I have been in conversation around for our entirety of working together, which has really been since what 11 years now, really kind of the seeds were planted, um, is, is what do we do? What you and I are cosmonauts. Like we're a little, we're like a little, we're educators, we're business builders, but we are so much more than that. Right. And I am always, the reason I love our work together and I love working with you and I love what we do for other educators and organizations and business, business builders is we can take an idea and we can say, here's how it impacts all the other aspects of what you do. Right. So as an example, one of the things that you will hear us talk a lot about is universal design for learning and curriculum design. This is a major part of what Ann and I currently do um, and what we support educators in implementing. And when I was first exposed to this idea of curriculum design through Ann, what I loved is it it allowed me to bring my expertise in the nervous system together with my expertise as a movement educator, as a creator of education, as a journalist, as a creative person, as an embodied person. And I could see now through this formula, this strategy, how, how I could organize it in a way that was most impactful. And what I always tell people is like, I was doing some of it intuitively, but now I have a framework. I build my businesses on this idea, right? I write my books based on this idea. We've created this podcast based on this idea of universal design for learning and curriculum design. And to me, that's so rich. And to me, that inspires my brain, right? It allows me to have, to access in a way that is not chaotic, but energizing all the different aspects of me. And so, in fact, the more work I do with Anne, the more embodied I feel, right? And to bring us full circle, again, it's a practice. So we invite you to be in the practice of trusting yourself and your business. And one of the ways you can do that is asking, what is your business need of you? What does it want of you? What is it asking for? And I was talking to a group of, of teachers this morning, and I said, for me, that question has been a way of bypassing my limiting beliefs and my rigid, um, low-ceilinged ideas. It allows me to step into a, it's not about listening better it's about listening differently. Yeah. And and it keeps me going. When I get stuck in my own shit, 
which is plenty of the time, like everybody, asking that question allows me to bypass that and, and like say from a different perspective, what needs to happen? What needs to be done? What needs to shift? Like recently, Anne and I were having this conversation about our business when we were in our monthly planning meeting and we were we were creating some sales and revenue goals for February. And we made a goal and I said, wait a minute, our business is saying, stop underestimating me. Mm-hmm. I, I am more capable than you believe. And I thought it was so interesting to feel that, just like acknowledge that. Like, cause I was like, what if we just sell two of these? And Anne was like, yeah, two to three. And I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) Our business is better than that. Our work is better than that. Let's sell five of these. You know, so it it is a way of practicing. And, And one of the things we'd like to leave you with today in preparation for all of the future conversations is just to ask, what is your business asking of you? And are you listening Like it was interesting this morning in the conversation we were having because I said, don't only ask the question, but when you get an answer, notice if you are a hell yes, or you are like, uh uh-oh, like, are you, are you going to resist what your business is asking of you? Or are you going to step in and, and rise to the occasion, pull your socks up and get it done? It's a really interesting question. But in my mind, it is a way of practicing listening differently to to what your business and your life need. It's going to be good. That's what I think. It's going to be real good. Is there anything else that we wanted to share? I know we have an, an invitation that we want to share with everybody, but anything else on your mind that you wanted to share, Anne, in this first inaugural episode? Yeah, I'm just, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to, to continuing to share all of the ideas and richness of the embodiment community onto a higher stage. Like that's one of my desires. And I know one of Chantel's it's like, there's so much intelligence and richness within the embodiment community, but I, I sometimes feel we, we lack that the, the, the big thinking enough or the, or the strategies to, to get ourselves to, to different places within the business world, within the nonprofit world, within governments, et cetera. And so I'm excited to see some of the fruition um, from that. And then I'm also excited to see people from outside the embodiment community really, but a desire to probably it's in their personal life, right? But how can you navigate and bring that into your work, into your career, into your team meetings, um, into all of that? And so I'm just I know anytime you bring disparate ideas together, there's just going to be a lot of opportunity, a lot of potential and a lot of ideas. And I'm really excited to see, to see all that. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to, as we close, give you some sense of what the heck comes next. 
So for the first four episodes, we're going to be for sure um, live streaming here with you all on Thursdays at 1 p.m. PST. So if you are in our sphere um, in Facebook, you can catch the podcast live. And then it will be up in uh, iTunes and Spotify uh, soon. And maybe you're already listening to it there, which is super cool. Um, and then it will be a bi-weekly podcast, so you can expect uh, an episode from us to be released every other week. We will be having lots of really cool guests, so you do not have to just suffer through Anne and I talking about the things that we are excited about, um, but we will welcome your questions. We will be inviting people from all kinds of disciplines to come and talk about building businesses Um talking about data, research, science, intuition, all the great stuff, building and supporting creativity. Um, and I think that's I think that's really what I wanted to share. I just want to give you a sense of wh what to expect and where, where we're going. But we do have a special invitation, and it's an invitation for tomorrow. So if you're listening live on Thursday, February 10th, we are doing a really cool hot seat mentoring, Q&A, burning question thing tomorrow live via Zoom. And we are inviting three teachers from this community who have not worked with us before to get on with us tomorrow. What time, Anne? I can't remember. Two. Let me pull it up on the calendar. I think it's two to two thirty to three, I think. PST. Perfect. Two thirty to three Pacific Standard Time to get on the line with Ann and I and ask us a, a critical question, a burning question, a, a place where you're stuck, a something you can't answer and it's preventing you from moving forward or feeling good in your work and your business. Three teachers, 30 minutes. And if you want one of those spots, this is only for teachers who have not worked with us before. In the comments of this live stream, you're going to put hot seat. And it's going to go to the first three teachers. And then you're going to catch us live tomorrow doing that. And it's going to be great. And it's going to be awesome. And cannot wait to share that with you. We will be back next week, next Thursday, same time, same place for our episode two live stream. And can't wait. It's been great. Really excited to be here supporting you all in this way. Um, and yeah, shoot us a question, a comment, like us, love us, tell us what you need, tell us what you want, and we will do our best to give it to you. All right. That's it for us. All right. Adios. Well, there you have it. Episode one of the Embodied Business Inspired Brain podcast. We sure hope you enjoyed the conversation. And if you did, if you're feeling excited about what we are up to, one of the most powerful actions you can take is to let us know and share a review with us on iTunes or Spotify. Leave a comment in our uh, comment section of our YouTube channel. You can also literally share the podcast with all of the people that you love who are looking for some inspiration, creators, builders, business owners, wannabe business owners, used to be business owners, friends, family, anybody who really is a geek for science and wants to build something that has meaning and that will not only improve the world, but themselves as well. 
share the podcast and let us know what you think. You can also get in touch with Anne and I in a couple of different ways as we get our podcast ducks in a row. Find us on Facebook at Chantel Lopez or Anne Bishop. And if you're in the movement health and wellness community, you can join our Facebook group, The Master's Program, Fueling Your Fire and Financial Freedom. It's a great group where we give a lot of extra yummy stuff for people in the health and wellness field, um, embodied business builders. You can also find us on Instagram at Chantil Lopez or Ann Bishop, that's A-N-N-E-M, or at the Pilates Master's Program. Final announcement for episode one is we are calling in and looking for sponsors. If you are an embodied business educational company, you have a product or service that you believe our audience would benefit from, we'd love to hear from you. And you can reach out to our operations director, Emma, at emma at pilatesmastersprogram.com. Give us a shout, let us know what you're up to and what you're about and we will take the next steps. We'd also love to give a shout to our amazing musician who created the music for the podcast, Max Mackey of Fort Collins, Colorado. Thank you, Max, for the amazing um, custom music. If you're interested in having music made for you, we would be happy to share Max's contact information. You can find him on Spotify, Max Mackey Band. Um, get in touch with Emma and we'll put you in touch with Max. And that's it for episode one. Looking forward to sharing with you some really cool stuff on brain science in episode two. And without further delay, get on with your day, share the love. Happy Valentine's. <laughs>